0: What do you actually want to talk about? What provides actually value to the people? Don't focus on perfection. You should provide value to the audience. You start at some point, like it's not going to be perfect at the beginning, but always improve one thing after time. If you want to do it, just do it.
1: Hello, hello, language lovers. Welcome back to LingaCast, the podcast of your language journey. My name is Eliseo and it's starting here another episode. And talking about language journey, have you ever thought about tracking and sharing your language journey online? So our today's guest, has been doing that. And it's really interesting because I think it has many benefits, but it has a lot of challenges as well. If you want to know more about that, stay here because today's episode is really interesting. But you already know, don't forget to follow us on social media and your favorite podcast platform. And if you also want to send questions to our guests and be part of the WhatsApp group and know everything what's going on, the next people that we are going to interview, the next topics, things that were not published in the interviews, you can be part of our Patreon program. By doing so, you'll be also supporting the project and helping it to reach even more people. Once done, let's go to our episode. My name is Claudia, Claudia de how are you doing?
0: Good, good. Thank you. Uh, thanks for inviting me. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm doing good. We're good, I would say, in Vienna. <laughs> yeah, everything all right. I'm really happy that today's topic is really interesting and was chosen by Leo, Leonardo Bonotto, our common friend. So, yeah, before we, we are just starting, can you introduce uh, yourself and tell who is Claudia for people who do not know?
0: All right. Uh... Yeah, hello. I'm Claudia or Claudia Givienna, as some people might know me. I'm Austrian. Um, I am 28 years old. I live in Vienna currently, and yeah, like where should I start? I guess I will start with the, the language part. So I'm. Uh, I post videos on YouTube, also some content on Instagram. I actually started with all of this. Because I am learning Portuguese, so all the videos are in Portuguese just to practice my Portuguese. Um, also, now learning some other languages, Spanish and Italian, and I also speak Dutch, and German is my native language as I live in Austria.
1: You are Polish in your Portuguese, right? Because you already speak pretty well, very very well. <laughs> Thank you. And the other languages? Uh, I said Dutch? Uh,
0: uh, yep, Dutch. I, I studied in the Netherlands and in Portugal actually. That's how I sort of discovered my passion for languages. And yeah, but I actually I ended up learning the Brazilian Portuguese. I just got to know a lot of Brazilians to be honest. When I was in Portugal, I I lived together with a Brazilian and <laughs> also in the Netherlands I met a lot of Brazilians, so they're everywhere. There yeah, are also in a lot of Brazilians in Vienna everywhere. actually. Yeah uh yeah so that that and you know the resources to learn Portuguese are just much much bigger, like there's so much more available mm-hmm. on the internet in Brazilian Portuguese, and I just really like it, so it sounds very very beautiful
1: mm-hmm. all right, you start recording your progress in Portuguese right when you started learning it
0: yes, exactly so i mean i I started learning it in what was that like october twenty nineteen that's when I really intensively started learning it Um, and then it took me a year until I recorded and posted the first video actually on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, Now like in hindsight I would even do it earlier but you know you always know better uh, afterwards. Um, Yeah but I thought like how should I describe it? I was I was making a lot of progress, I thought. I was trying to talk to a lot of people online, to a lot of Brazilians. And at some point I felt like I'm also a bit stuck. I don't know how to advance really, how to really, really learn speaking. And I was also really afraid a lot to speak to Brazilians, even though I did speak to them. But, you know, there's always this, this weird feeling. Um, so I thought like, why not post something on YouTube just to have this accountability? like always have to post something Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's there's you know i feel like it's i was more scared of talking to a native speaker than actually posting it online and i thought like hey the first few videos were going quite well even though i was really struggling sometimes it was a huge challenge to talk so long like these videos are always like 10 minutes obviously i'm like cutting in between it's not all at once um yeah, but it was a huge challenge, but I learned really, really quickly with those videos, mm-hmm. just every week recording a video. And yeah, that's how I like, that's how I like sped up the whole uh, um, the process of actually learning even faster. And learning to speak even faster.
1: And did you have uh, read experience, uh, any experience with, uh, regarding content uh, production, uh, content creation or edition, all these things or you were learning on the way?
0: Nothing at all. Like I was obviously, I I'm, I was consuming YouTube and all the social, um, social media platforms as a user. And I was always quite interested and sort of intrigued by creating content. I've always really liked it. I liked certain content creators also for their, their quality of creating. And I always thought like, mm, maybe I could do it, but I don't know. That's, I think, one of the main struggles when you start. Like, what do you actually want to talk about? What provides actually value to the people? Mm-hmm. And and then I finally had a topic for like, hey, why not? Like, just let's just track my progress. Maybe someone feels inspired or motivated to do it uh, the same. But yeah, so no, actually, no, no experience in doing this. Just watching it, others who do, uh, do a really, really good job, and just trying to learn on the way.
1: All right. And uh, what was your your main goal? Was uh, you were uh, you were sharing your progress to inspire and help other people, or just for yourself to track your progress, or both? Mm,
0: I would say definitely both. Um, Tracking the progress was just at first, you know, with the first video was like, you know, who who is going to watch it anyway? Just posting one video, like bad quality, bad Portuguese, like not really being able to say a lot. Um, But I thought uh, I I was also watching foreigners, gringos, uh, uploading videos in Portuguese and just reading the comments from some Brazilians, they were always like, hey, it's your portuguese is so impressive and i want to speak uh, english as good as you do and so I, I do see it inspires people and also it inspired me i was like wow how is the portuguese so so good these almost speak like native speakers and so i thought like it's definitely gonna be inspiring for someone even if it's just one person mm-hmm. That that's super cool and yeah but also to track my progress so looking back at some videos i'm some of them I can't even watch anymore because <laughs> it's a little bit embarrassing. Even so, I was like, "What was I thinking, posting that?" But you know, that's part. That's part of learning, and I want to keep them online mm-hmm. for now. So <laughs> just pe- just for people to see that uh, it's not just you don't just learn a language in two months, mm-hmm. and then you know, as you know, as some courses maybe online claim that it's can be super easy just you get fluent within a few weeks and Mm -hmm. and even just watching some polyglots online you think like wow they speak so many languages and they must be really fast at learning And they are fast for sure faster than the average person but it just takes a lot of effort and everyone starts from scratch everyone starts from you know where i started with my first video Mm -hmm. so it's also i guess inspiring just for me even looking back Mm -hmm. Uh, Just watching myself and seeing, wow, that's a very different Portuguese, different, very, very strong accent. I still have a strong German accent, I know that. But yeah, Mm -hmm. it's funny to see it now in hindsight.
1: Yeah, I I was also doing a challenge and I was recording videos after every month in Ukrainian. And something that when I looked at the first video... It also motivates me, sad, and I can see the progress because I think sometimes we cannot notice our progress in the language, right? And recording, having this mm-hmm. almost like this journal or the, something that you you can see, but it, even if it's online, it's public, yeah. But you you can see how much you are learning. I think sometimes we we don't notice it, and we said maybe you are stuck, but then we we, we check and said no, actually much better. And mm, for, sure, for sure. Something interesting that uh, many people that have started recording, tracking their progress online, like Nika, for example, she mentioned that the reaction of the Brazilians when she was doing that was like really surprised her. Like a lot of people are sending her message saying that her Portuguese was, was amazing. Did you also experience this? Like Brazilians were really like motivating and were really impressed with since the beginning?
0: Absolutely. I, I agree. Like, I think that's one of the main things that also kept me going just Like Brazilians cheering me up even though my Portuguese was not that good at the beginning Um, I really noticed that like when I compared to so I've also been learning Dutch like parallel at the same time with um, Portuguese and um, so compared to the just comparing the two cultures like the dutch culture and the brazilian culture it's i think we can find very like a lot of a uh, lot of differences and you know the dutch culture is quite uh, quite similar also to to the austrian or the german so like very you know very direct very straightforward a bit more distant at first but you know you can still if you get to know them, they are really, really nice, you know, same with Austrians. Um, so, like, for, for the Dutch reaction was usually, like, so, ah, okay, cool, you, you're learning Dutch. Like, why? It's enough to speak English here, and, you know, the Dutch speak English really, really well. Yeah. So, that was always a bit skepticism from some people. I mean, they said, like, hey, super cool, but it's more like holding back and more like, why are you learning Dutch? It doesn't make sense, and... So there was that reaction uh, from the Dutch people and Brazilians, like pretty much the opposite. Like, wow, your Portuguese is so good, and why you're learning it? This is awesome, and I also want to learn German. And they were really cheering me up. Like every single one of them was had like always a really really positive reaction. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Something yeah. I heard from also from other people that in, uh, with their experience with Brazilians, Brazilians correct them, their mistakes in a very nice way. Do you also feel this?
0: You mean they correct my mistakes? Yeah,
1: like in... uh, from other people that were learning Portuguese, I heard that they were saying that talking with Brazilians was really nice, that Brazilians were correcting their mistakes, but in a very nice way, very polite uh, way, not very direct. And uh, did you experience the same?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, they, I mean, they, I, I have the feeling they didn't correct me as much. Mm-hmm. So I I guess they were just, you know, accepting, like, hey, I can understand you as long as we can communicate. Um, And when I was asking them for, like, more corrections and just to give me feedback, yeah, like you said, it was really nice. So it was usually like, you know, your Portuguese is really good. Just, you know, first starting with the positive, the good message, like, it's really good. But there's, you know, this one thing I noticed and we usually, <laughs> like, I understood you, but it's not really correct. You could say it like this and it's better. And, you know, that's like different from a feedback you would get from an Austrian, for example, where I say, um, wait, there was this one thing, it's actually wrong. This is how it's corrected. <laughs> so, like, not putting a lot of nice mm-hmm. things around it so just being really direct
1: yeah i think it's really in the brazilian culture like we need to point something first we you we need, we need come we'll compliment we we'll say some nice things and then we we'll say what's, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: but that's actually really good like that's how you're supposed to give feedback i think because otherwise i sometimes feel like when i get in whatever topic like in my life like, when i get feedback and it's really only negative mm-hmm. then it, it pulls you down a little bit so think, like, in every culture, they should learn a bit more to be... Mm-hmm. At least that's my personal opinion, to be like, this, you're really, really good at this. Just a few things you can improve and... Yeah, maybe some Austrians won't uh, agree with this, <laughs> but uh, maybe that's why I also like Brazilian so much and I can identify with some parts of the culture.
1: Mm-hmm. And Brazilians like small talk as well, right? So I think it's uh, it's something that really helps when you are learning the language. Like people who are not very into small talk, it's really hard to have these first conversations with them when you are just learning mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I have to say, even in Austria, we really like a lot of small talk. Mm-hmm. That's a difference between Austria to like Germany, the Netherlands. I noticed in the Netherlands that a few times already I tried small talk and then it was like completely shut down and like no, let's get to business. And that's really the kind of way you do it in the Netherlands. Um, yeah, but so that's what I really like in Austria. Small talk is also a must, also like in, when doing business and so on. And same for Portuguese, uh, for and mm-hmm. so Portuguese probably too, yeah. Yeah,
1: interesting. And we have a question from Antoine, Antoine de Portiglade. Yeah, he asked you if you noticed any negative sides about sharing your progress online, which ones?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I have to say for sure the majority was, the, the majority of the reaction was definitely positive. So was cheering, like I said before, um, of course, like... I guess everyone knows that when you're, when you're a content creator, whatever you're doing online, there's always at least one person who is not completely agreeing with it, who is criticizing it. And I mean, criticism is good if it's constructive and if it helps me to improve. But sometimes it's neither constructive nor like no, no help for improvement. Um, so maybe that's a negative side. Someone, yeah. I don't really remember. Like, I try to focus on the positive ones. Maybe there were some comments like, yeah, your your accent is really, like, ugly or really, really strong. Like, your Portuguese is not that good. But at the same time, you have a lot of people telling me it's really good. So, mm-hmm. it's... It, it, I haven't, fortunately, haven't received that many um, negative reactions. But, yeah, for, for sure, there are definitely some. But it's like, if there's no concrete feedback no no nothing to make me learn or to improve then i'm like why are you texting me this this is doesn't make any sense like it's just making me feel bad Mm -hmm. and it doesn't yeah doesn't give me any added value to improve
1: any advice for people who wants to start like sharing their progress and tracking it online and receives this kind of message that actually do not add anything well what would you recommend them
0: Mm, yeah i would say Ignore it. I know that's like easier said than done. (laughs) Um, But just imagine those people. I think those people leave those comments. They don't really know what it's like. Because if they've been through. They would know the feeling. They would know this feeling of embarrassment. And you know you're unsure if you should do it or not. And everyone who's been through. Like I've been through it. And every time I see someone like posting similar videos. I'm always like also cheering and i'm like yes you're doing a really good job just keep doing it and you will improve you will see the the your like progress for sure so just keep going review your old videos just for motivation even though it's a bit embarrassing to watch yourself again but just look focus on your progress focus on the people who are cheering on you the ones who support you the ones who are doing the same that's always good to connect with people just to that helped me also a lot. Like connecting with also other con- like, like you and so on, uh, other content creators. So focus on the positive sides, and if, if there's a criticism and it's valid, listen to it. Try to like use it to improve. So yeah, but other than that, just imagine that those people they've not been through it. They probably don't know what it's like learning a language. So just keep going and know it's it's normal. Like every content creator has encountered. A negative many negative mm-hmm. uh, comments i would say
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah totally and we, we talk about the negative comments but there are also another kind of people who will be correcting you and oh, actually john sent a question about it and he asked how to deal with the internet patrol the people who are patrolling the grammar pronunciation the, your habits and uh, things you do how how to deal with them
0: Mm-hmm so you mean like more constructive or still like trolling and just negativity
1: yeah i think yeah, i think people who always always like commenting saying okay the accent is bad the, the mm-hmm. there, there are many mistakes in the pronunciation or like they're not mm-hmm. focused actually in the content and the message but they are just pointing things i think this
0: mm-hmm. i mean yeah when I receive some of these comments like when they're really pointing out specific things where they're like, okay, maybe it's a valid point, I usually I try to also like start a discussion like a friendly discussion obviously in the comments, just seeing where they're going and if they have a valid point. I mean sometimes just thinking if there was something so I mean I did get some comments about the production quality that the audio, especially at the beginning I used not sure what I used, maybe no microphone at all, I guess yeah so now thinking back it's not that good to use the microphone of the like, built into the camera so those kind of things you know people also giving this valid or provide, providing these valid points hmm. about production value and or, or, like I feel like they're not that many people at least like I said my my experience with Brazilians is really really positive so I don't have like recurring comments saying your prono- pronunciation doesn't get better. It's always so bad. It's always the same. And oh well, there's actually one one point I remember. Uh, I do every now and then get comments about the the pronunciation of the letter R. So it's like a more like a rolling R. We don't have that in German. And so it's the first time I need to learn this R. Um, but it's really like just pointing out. Yeah, your pronunciation is really, really good. So starting again with the positive thing, uh, but there's this, you know, the pronunciation of the R. It sounds like very uh, like a weak R, and it's not supposed to sound like this. And I did comment on it a few times. Like I'm trying. I've t- took some some online and you know, online. I watch a lot of videos uh, how to do this R. So. Mm-hmm. But, we haven't been successful until now. I'm trying to improve. I keep getting these comments sometimes about the R, but they're usually quite nice and you know I I I mentioned it in some videos, like, yeah, still working on this R, <laughs> but cannot do more than try to work on it. I even like I've been learning English for really, a really, really long time and my pronunciation still is not perfect. There are some like certain sounds that are still a little bit challenging for me. So not sure if I will ever arrive at this point where I'm like, yes, I finally got this R. We'll definitely get better, especially now with learning Spanish and Italian.
1: Maybe it's because Brazilians are not that used with foreigners speaking Portuguese, right? Because I think in German in, like you are so used to, to hear uh foreigners speaking so uh in, in German that you you know many different kinds of accents and you are able to understand. You are used to that, I think, right? What do you think?
0: I guess so. Yeah. Not, not sure about the experience of brazilian but like I, yeah that's true they might not encounter that many gringos mm-hmm. speaking brazilian or portuguese um yeah but in europe it's definitely different you have like so easy to travel so easy to work in a different country mm-hmm. and so you always encounter like people from everywhere it's like my my circle of friends consists of I don't know how many nationalities at work it's the same just you go on the street and you definitely hear at least one other language usually more than I don't know how many languages uh,
1: depending on the district that you will you will live in Vienna maybe it will not be German for sure <laughs>
0: definitely yeah then, then it's more other languages than actually German <laughs> yeah
1: okay and uh um, and how about the, the fact that you were exposing yourself? Like, I, I think before starting to track your progress, you were not producing any kind of contact that you needed to expose yourself online, right?
0: Uh No. So, you mean how I dealt with feeling embarrassed?
1: <laughs> yeah, because I, for me also was very... It, it took a while for me to upload my first video and... I was not feeling very comfortable about exposing my, my image to have me there. This is a very funny thing that I met some people and then I found they were like, oh my God, you are the guy from the podcast. I feel like it took a while for them to know that I am the guy, the podcast that they were listening happened in the Polyglot Gathering, for example. Because I, there's no video. I was, I was not exposing myself. And I think like it's harder than actually what people think to expose yourself, to put your face there. And, mm. and how did you, how did you dealt with that?
0: um let me think like I was I was playing with that thought of posting online for I don't know a few weeks probably before I actually posted the first video I was just you know watching these YouTube channels that actually give you advice about posting on YouTube and that's this one question that like everyone has and they it's always like a topic in those videos like how to actually deal, how to post your first video and I feel like I, I can promise you, you everyone who does it at the beginning, it will be embarrassing. You will feel uncomfortable because I think we're just not used to hearing our voice also recorded and just to seeing ourselves talking. So that's for sure really really gonna be weird. But one advice that I can give is just don't uh, don't focus on perfection. Mm-hmm. That's never. I'm I'm like the I, I'm I've always been sort of a perfectionist. Took me a while to actually realize that I am, and I would say just post it, just record something, and accept that um, unless you have some some experience from like about producing, but accept that the production, the whole value and everything will not be that great. Mm-hmm. And use what you have. Like you don't need the best equipment. You don't need the best camera. You can use your every like a lot of people actually use if their phone. Mm-hmm. And just get started with what you have and, yeah, just don't don't focus on perfectionism. So it will never be perfect if, if you're a perfectionist. And <laughs> just post it and, yeah, I, I don't know, just be, be comfortable with feeling a little bit of, of fear or, like, of, of being afraid. It's, like, the same when, like, getting started with speaking a language, when you have these calls with native speakers – I always, like I still feel uncomfortable sometimes, especially if my level of the language is not that good. But just deal with it. Just see it as a part of learning. If you feel it, you know you're on the right track. Mm-hmm. Then you know you're on the right track of changing something of in your life, of making improvements. And yeah, just accept it and be okay with it.
1: Yeah, totally. I usually say that language learning made me uh less perfectionist. Like ma- because you cannot be perfectly in language learning, right? There will be always something to improve, and there will be always someone who speaks better than you, and it's 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 part of the life. And I think language learning really taught me this lesson.
0: For sure, yeah, I, I can completely agree with this. I also realized that after some time, like I feel like I'm I'm taking more risks in life, but like in a positive way. Yeah. So I was really like, you know, like oh, should I do this? And I'm afraid I'm being more confident in. Mm-hmm many like much more aspects in my life so not only when it comes to language learning it's just it gives us confidence because you know making mistakes is
1: part of the it, process it's
0: not as bad as you think in advance
1: yeah it's part of the process yeah. Yeah. we exactly we need to to make mistakes yep yeah and uh leo leo bonotto he sent a question for you and he said uh until when uh, is the language a hobby and until when can you start making money from it what's this this line Like, how was it for you?
0: You said it's not (laughs) going to be a difficult question from Leo.
1: I love his questions.
0: Good good question, yeah. I'm wondering what he's insinuating with that. (laughs) Um, But I don't think it has anything to do with... So the question was about when it's a hobby and when it starts to become something to earn money. Okay. Um, It depends what your goal is from the beginning. If you're just, you know, if it's just about learning the language, if you need to learn it for something specific, you're moving to a different country, then it's probably better to focus on mastering it first, but making money, I guess is referring to like, you know, some online courses or just, you know, creating content online and making money with that. I think you can start at any point because... It depends what you do and what you offer. Like you should obviously you should provide value to the audience. You should maybe like what I was always like the value I thought that I'm providing to the people is just they're able to like to how to say to to see my progress to to like see it live like in the in this time that it is happening, just uh, watching me trying to make progress and so that's also like providing some value like I'm not providing them a product or some something that you can obviously sell but just providing this motivation to see me, to be inspired to be motivated, to also learn a language or to maybe also post something online so that's theoretically also providing value to the people so it's just what you make of it and I feel like you know, um, making money with something also requires some, how to how to say, some entrepreneurial thinking, and so if it's just a hobby and you're like, I'm good with my day-to-day job, and I'm good of how, how it is going, I don't need to change anything, then it's just a hobby, mm-hmm. and you, you don't have any, any goals to make money. But if you feel like I have this entrepreneurial spirit, this thinking of providing value, of even making a, a second living from it and so on, then you can start at any point as long as you provide value and you can do it in many ways.
1: Like Leo does, right? He really has this business mindset for the, the, the channel. and
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He really does. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, what they're doing is to provide value by like teaching language, but also providing this community. And I think mm-hmm. like that's the coolest part, I think. And that's uh, why it this this is also, in my opinion, why I think it's working so well, because it's just motivate each other and you know the people from community they're also posting uh, online like within their community and that's a huge part of keeping up this motivation mm-hmm. and to keep going and that's one of the most important things you need to really successfully learn language
1: mm-hmm. yeah great and um uh, do you plan also to, to track the progress in the, in the next languages you will be learning or to do something similar
0: Good question. I was thinking about that because, um, yeah, like I started learning Italian, mm-hmm. then it's uh, now sw- like changed a bit to uh, Spanish and I know really bad idea not reaching a certain fluency level in Italian and already switching to a new language. That's like as a polyglot, you need to decide between like learning a language like all like to bring them to a certain level like to a really advanced level or you just want to cover a lot at once Mm -hmm. and so i'm now like jumping around between italian and spanish um but i thought it's it would be a good idea because i I saw the value it brought like the posting videos recording it and even if it's not posting maybe sometimes just recording videos just to track it i think that's a really good idea Mm -hmm. for your motivation and also for for making progress Mm -hmm. because you've always force yourself to like talk for like 10 minutes in front of the camera and that's also quite valuable Mm -hmm. so I'm definitely i I will i think i'm quite sure i will do that in the future
1: i was saying that when i was doing the ukrainian challenge that i have this feeling that one video needed to be better than the previous one not not only about the my language but about the production. so what could Mm -hmm. i improve video after video subtitles quality sound and they're trying to learn make mistakes and learn from video after video then it mm-hmm. was really motivating me
0: for sure that's a, a good start like just you start at some point like it's not going to be perfect at the beginning but always improve one thing after time so don't think like okay the next video needs to be twice as good production value my language needs to be better and just one one additional thing mm-hmm. at a time
1: yeah totally and if, if there's anyone like listening to the podcast and who's not very, uh, who like to start tracking their progress and uh, sharing it online, but, th- but uh, doesn't feel very confident, what message do you have for this person?
0: Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to do it, just do it. Like, just get started. And, like, how to, like what, what can go wrong? Like, either you will really like mm-hmm. it, you will excel at it, you will really improve. Or you just find out, you you just learn that it's not for me. Maybe I'll just continue something else. But I feel like we are spending a lot of time on thinking, like, what should I do? How will it turn out? How will it be? Um, instead of just, just doing it, just trying it out. I think the only way to find out if you like something is to try it out. Or if, if you're good at something, you will only see if you try it out.
1: Awesome. Now we're arriving, coming to the end of the podcast, but there are always some questions that I ask everyone before our language questions. And one of these questions is, what does fluency mean for you? What's your personal definition of fluency?
0: Very difficult always to answer, but I think um, you're able to have a conversation with a native speaker. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't need to be perfect, but as long as you can, you don't have to switch to English, like, hey, what's that word again? You can always find your way around with the language. And yeah, so it's, I don't know, it doesn't have to be like perfect to be able to follow like a a very, I don't know, like an advanced discussion of like lots of native speakers. But even if you can just talk with one native speaker and you can just keep the conversation going without any issues, you can ask for like, "Hey, what's that word again? I forgot, but you're not asking about it in English, so you can just keep going in that language at a at a like in sort of normal speed. that's for me fluency
1: awesome, and the second question is what does it mean for you to be a polyglot? What does it mean your your definition
0: um I, like, I'm not sure if I personally have a certain definition, I try to look it up online, mm-hmm. sometimes like how many languages do you actually need to to be a polyglot, I saw like definitions starting at like three or four languages, obviously there are also these hyper-polyglots with I don't know how many, like even more, so yeah, maybe I, I don't know, like especially in Europe it's not so uncommon that people speak three languages. Or like when they grew up uh, bilingual and then they have English and so on. So, yeah, I mean, speaking any kind of foreign language is super cool. But as a polyglot, maybe, yeah, let, let, let's say four. Let's go for four languages.
1: Mm-hmm. Four languages. Okay, if you speak four languages. And uh, how about the level?
0: Mm, yeah, level of fluency in all those four. So you're comfortable speaking and yeah, you can have a conversation without a problem.
1: Excellent. So, are you ready for our language questions? <laughs>
0: uh, not sure. It depends on the language,
1: but let's try. <laughs> okay. So the first one uh, è in Italiano. Per te, qual è stato più difficile? Il portoghese, lo spagnolo o l'italiano, e perché?
0: Quale lingua è più difficile? Penso che. e. Uh, l'italiano, uh-huh. perché. Okay. ancora non posso parlare molto. Uh-huh. Posso. Um, capire. solo le conversazioni bas. basiche. Uh-huh. <ride> e. Um, per me, portoghese e spagnolo sono. Um, più similare mm-hmm. e, um, ah, o ho, oh, oh, ho imparato spagnolo in la scuola <laughs> non, sono, non, lo, non lo so se sì. uh, ma sì per questo l'italiano ancora è molto difficile non non ho molto molto uh, Non ho un, uno, una persona per, uh, per esercitare regolarmente e... Mm-hmm. Sì.
1: <ride> Hai parlato benissimo, però io uh, però pensavo che diresti il portoghese, quindi non me lo aspettavo, l'italiano. I thought you would say portuguese. Uh... Mm-hmm. No, no, no. <ride> ok, uh, dai <"dice"? ride> Äh, wie ist es die Sprache anzupassen und zu neutralisieren? So, was ist die Grenze der Anpassung, um, um anderen bei Verständen zu helfen? Weil ich denke, dass zum Beispiel ein, ein Person aus Österreich ein sehr österreichischer, sehr starker österreichischen Akzent hat, äh, manchmal muss neutralisieren und anpassen für beide äh, Ausländern und äh, vielleicht auch Deutschen oder Aber wie ist diese Grenze?
0: Ja, es ist immer schwierig zu beantworten. Also ich weiß noch, früher in der Schule äh, habe ich, da hatte ich eigentlich keine keine Freunde, mit denen ich Englisch gesprochen habe oder Freunde, die die Deutsch lernen. Und das kam erst so dann später, als ich dann nach Wien gezogen bin. Und da war es anfangs schon etwas komisch, mich anzupassen. Also wenn ich zum Beispiel mit mit Deutschen spreche, die ja so aus Norddeutschland kommen, für die ist es manchmal etwas schwieriger, den Akzent zu verstehen. Und ich habe mich total komisch gefühlt. Also es ist so, als hätte ich mich verstellen müssen. Ein bisschen war es auch so, oder hatte sich so angefühlt, als müsste ich meine Persönlichkeit anpassen. Ähm, Also fast schon, als, als würde ich eine andere Sprache sprechen. Aber mittlerweile habe ich mich schon so dran gewöhnt und ich kenne es, also ich habe so viele so viele enge Freunde auch, mit denen ich regelmäßig auch Deutsch übe und jetzt fühlt er sich gar nicht mehr so, ja, so, so komisch oder so anders an. Also es ist irgendwie, ja, schon, schon ein Teil ist es einfach, neben österreichischen Deutsch spreche ich jetzt auch regelmäßig mhm. Hochdeutsch sozusagen. Und ja, aber ich muss mich immer, also jetzt gerade, muss ich mich schon sehr bemühen, dass ich nicht in so österreichische Wörter verwende. Aber wenn ich dann länger spreche, dann geht es natürlich. Mhm.
1: Aber fühlst du dich manchmal, dass du so viel anpasst, dass du ein, eine Fremdsprache sprichst? Das ist nicht mehr deine Muttersprache, das mhm. oder nicht? Du hast nicht dieses Gefühl?
0: Ähm, manchmal schon. Vor allem, wenn ich äh, wenn ich mit Leuten spreche, die also wo ich mich noch sehr bemühen will, wo ich sehr langsam rede und sehr, sehr deutlich und dann muss ich wirklich darauf schauen, dass kein einziges Wort im Dialekt gesprochen wird, dann fühle es sich schon so an, als muss ich mich wirklich sehr anpassen, als wäre schon fast eine andere Sprache. Weil ich muss auch schauen, dass ich sehr mit sehr simplen sehr simple Sätzen rede. Aber wenn das Level dann höher, also ein höheres Niveau ist auf Deutsch, dann, und ich spreche dann ein bisschen länger, dann dann fühlt es sich eh ein bisschen wie die muttersprache an also uhum. so unterschiedlich ist das österreichisches deutsch nicht sonst wäre es eine eigene sprache aber ja yeah. es fühlt sich schon manchmal komisch an das muss ich schon sagen
1: ja yeah, total okay portugies você gosta muito da cultura e do povo brasileiro certo e Sim. você sim. começou a aprender o idioma por causa disso ou o interesse ou você uh, ou o interesse surgiu depois que você começou a aprender?
0: Uh, acho que depois. Esse, esse interesse surgiu, na verdade, como com o holandês. Porque eu, eu já falei antes que uh, eu estudei em Portugal e depois na Holanda. E em Portugal, eu comecei a aprender português. Uhum. Mas só como um curso de A1 e depois eu, eu parei. E... Na Holanda, eu comecei também a aprender holandês e eu percebi, uau, wow, é muito fácil aprender holandês, é muito mais fácil do que português, porque é muito, muito similar como o alemão. E... Não sei, e com isso eu, eu descobri mi, minha paixão de aprender línguas e, não sei. E... E porque eu, eu conheci muitos brasileiros em Portugal e na Holanda também, eu comecei a aprender o, o, o português brasileiro. Porque eu já conheci essas pessoas, eu já sabia que gosto muito do Brasil, desse dessa cultura, da vida no, no Brasil. E... Então, começou com a língua primeiro, primeiro e depois eu, eu me apaixonei com...
1: Uh, <laughs> okay, and uh, Netherlands. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't speak very good. Uh, I don't remember a lot of Dutch, but we can try. It. So what word is full handed
0: Ja, Ik weet niet omdat ik nu. Ik, ik ben eerst met Italiaans uh, begonnen. En dan war ik nog niet zo vluen, en dan ben ik verder gegaan met Spaans. Und ik denk dat ik nog veel veel tijd nodig heb om um, um echt vloeiend in Italiaans en Spaans te worden. Um, ich ik denk een logische volgende taal zou Frans zijn. Und das het ook het is een heel belangrijke taal en ook ja niet zo so makkelijk te leren als een taal van een andere taalgroep. En ja En dus misschien Frans of ja uh, yeah, Chinees of Arabisch is ook heel heel interessant voor mij, maar ik weet ook dat het veel meer tijd nodig heb om het te Ja, heel
1: goed. Und uh, uh, intentar en español? Sí. So, cuanto tiempo aprend español? Y... ¿Por qué empezaste eh, con español?
0: Uh-huh. Depende. Uh, na, uh, en la escuela uh, empecé a aprender español uh-huh. por cuatro años uh, pero uh, después de la escuela uh, non, no uh, continué a aprender uh, español y uh, pienso que Ol, olvidé mucho, pero uh, empecé de nu- nuevo, nuevo uh-huh. al- sema- hace algunas semanas, uh-huh. o un, un uh, pienso que uh, cuatro semanas, hace cuatro se- semanas, y empecé porque viajé para Madrid, uh-huh. y... Quería quería aprender los básicos para para hablar con con los españoles, para pedir bebida o o, comida. Pero ahora sé que... Uh, puedo aprender español uh, más fácil uh-huh. y p- pienso que es eh, uh, porque ya aprend- aprendí en la escuela y por, por eso quiero, quiero uh, continuar y en el futuro tal vez quiero vivir también uh-huh. en-, en España eh,
1: Hablas re bien, re bien <laughs> um, That's it. That's it. And the last question before we finish one name and one topic. Who would you like to see uh, on Lingacast?
0: Um oh wait, I can think of someone. Um Heber, she is also an Austrian content creator. Oh. Do you know her actually? No. She's also a polyglot, she's creating also a lot of content online. Um I think she is called Heber's Roller Coaster, but I can send it to you afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um but she's, you know, she speaks um, Arabic and like, languages from a different language maybe. family. So I think she grew up for sure bilingual or maybe free languages. Like she speaks Turkish also. So like these oh, kind of languages. Cool. So we don't we don't have a lot of languages in common, unfortunately. But yeah, I think she would definitely be a super interesting yeah, guest. Yeah, and the topic? What like the cool thing is, like she she was, I guess she was born and raised here in Austria Um, so and she speaks like Turkish for example so maybe talking about uh, her experience with like because you hear a lot of Turkish on the street and so that there's like a lot of Turkish people here in Austria so just the experience and with this like being able to understand a lot of languages on the street because there's also Serbian there's Bosnian Croatian there's Russian there's Turkish on the street and I don't speak this language and I always think it would be super cool to understand those people on the street as well. So maybe talking about this, I don't know what the title should be, but something related to this, so the importance of of learning the languages, of actually the people living in in the same and maybe some experience of listening like when people maybe talk about her so i've also i have many like funny stories from friends who speak like serbian and so on and then people talk about them on the street (laughs) so you shouldn't do that you never know what languages people speak
1: i started learning um uh serbo croatian today it's like i started a challenge Uh, because when i was living in vienna i learned so many words and i have so many friends that are from uh, serbia croatia bosnia That I said, why not? Yeah, I think. For sure.
0: It's an important language. Yeah, I'm always also thinking about it. But yeah, maybe. I mean, I do have a lot of friends who speak. So it would be easy to find someone to practice with.
1: Where can people find you in your project?
0: Um, So main project, I would say, is a YouTube channel. So Claudia G Vienna. Uh, um, And on Instagram. Same name, Claudia G.
1: Okay. W- want to say our closing message in your dialect?
0: Enjoy your language journey it would be how oh, I yeah. mit Sprachen lernen und wir sehen uns beim nächsten Mal. Danke für die Änderung und Tschüss und baba.